Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, where our hearts are our master. A production of CosmicReality.com. Welcome to the. What am I on? Hold on, hold on. Welcome to Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's December fifteenth, twenty twenty. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me we have um, Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, and <coughs> excuse me today Mark, who normally you'll hear on the Shungite Show with us. Um, I apologize for being so late. It was a number of things, including the fact I had to reboot the entire system. But hopefully everybody can hear me and everybody's happy. And um, that was an interesting conversation that they just finished with because this is a guy that actually builds telecommunication systems who's come to an awakening. And I just hope there's a lot more of them. So, hi, Walt. How are you? Hello. How are you? Good. Good. Did we wake you up? <laughs> you sound very uh, laid nope. back. Just, just listening, uh, wait, waiting. Yeah. I, well, I love the fact you got here and we're here together again. You know, how many, how many, we probably, I don't even know. Let's see. How long have we been doing this? Since 14 and we do 50 a year? That's a lot of shows, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> And our friend Dolly. Dolly's here, yes? Or no? Yes, I'm here. I'm having uh, I'm having trouble with the mute button. Oh, oh okay. Okay. How are you doing? <laughs> Me? I'm, yeah. I'm doing fine. I've been so freaking busy. I don't know if I'm up or down. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say hi to Mark and then we'll we'll do we'll get an update um uh you know, the soap opera at Dolly's house. <laughs> Mark, how are you doing? Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Doing great. Oh, uh, I'm so grateful for you to being here. Um, now, did you miss being not being on the Shungite show this morning? Um, yes and no. I mean, it, it's good to um, get a breather here and there, but uh, the content you had up looks really promising, and I look forward to listening to it. Yeah. I I thoroughly enjoy. I enjoyed it when I did it, but I also enjoyed it when um, you know I listened to it today again. So, um, how's the sound out there? We got people out there listening to the sound because I've had. Jeez, well, the dog is making a lot of noise. He's drinking water. You're probably hearing that. I can hear it from even though I got the headset on. Uh, must be a thirsty boy. Um, let me know if there's any problem with the sound because, like I say. It's been one of those days. And, um, okay, so Dolly, why don't you give us an update? Uh, Russell and Furlock and all Russell's belongings arrived Sunday night. And uh, Sherry and Shannon and Logan came over. No, 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 Russell arrived um, Saturday night. And then... 
Cherry Russell and Logan came over Sunday to help unload the U-Haul so that he could get it to a U-Haul place and drop it off, and and that all went well. We were able to get all of Russell's stuff in the garage. We were afraid we were going to have to rent um, one of those what do you call it? pods to put it in, but nope, we didn't have to. It fit in the garage, so we're saving money that way. <clears throat> and uh, for luck and the cats, my girls are just... Uh, Having a good old hissing, growling, meowing time at each other. So Nancy suggested that I purchase some phenomenons. What? Some some thumbs, some stuff that will make the cats. It's called Fenaway, and it's a hormone that the mom seems to put out when they're nursing. That's so I did. Yeah. Yeah, to calm them down, all of them. So I did that, and it's going to arrive tomorrow. We're all looking forward to that. <laughs> um, but it's we're we're trying to get settled in. Russell already has a job, and he quit Volkswagen today, as of today. And of course, they haven't acknowledged him. They they wouldn't acknowledge him when he was going through all the health issues. They were such asses. And I'm so glad he's home. He needs to be home. He needs to be with mom right now. And so uh, we're we're trying to get used to, we're trying to set up house. That's what we're trying to do. And... That's all of the stories I can think to tell you right now. <laughs> I might think of more later. It's just nonstop, it seems like. Well, I hope that stuff does work for the cats. Um, yeah, me too. So, um, okay, so, Walt, is there? You, you had a couple of things that you brought up. Um, one of them being... Um, Harold and the C60 in the black goo. You want to talk about Harold? Well, let, let's let's ask Mark because Mark, when we I go on a Shanghai show. I always say, Mark, what do you want to talk about? And he's got notes. So maybe Mark's got notes. Oh. You, got, you got notes, Mark? Well, wait a minute. Notes. Wait a minute. What? I gotta say, hi, Mark. Hi, oh. Walt. <laughs> hey, Dolly. Okay. Hey, I'm Mark. Done. Hey, Dolly. Hey, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> So, Mark, because, you you know, we've been on with Walt before, um, and you always have questions for him. And you're the one that last week we discussed the resonator and how we can use it to, let's say, um, activate the cloud buster. And Did you send them the photos I sent you? The photos are... If you go to the archives, our archives, there is a link to the photo. Yes. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I, I'm going to do more with that. It's, uh, I want to. I should have probably posted it right there, um, but I decided no. I'm going to. If the, if the people that are really you know wanting to know about this, it's right there. But I, I think you know I'll probably put more photographs up because 
Well, anyway. Anyway, so yes, they do have access to the uh, photograph. Did you see it, Mark? Mark? Yeah, um, I went to the uh, archive page, and then the picture, or the link to the picture was there. So what I did was um, I just lifted it, like, imaginatively, and then put it um, in, in the, uh, the, um, which, the glass resonator. And then I, I was uh, sending a message to the cosmic AI of the resonator to, um, I'm probably, I don't know, I should probably ask Walt, but what I said was like, if you could integrate it into your, your system and, and um, balance out the weather, or maybe can, Walt can uh, detail us on, on what's the best way to do that. Well, first begin by, by saying thank you, because it's, because when you say thank you, it's already done. If you ask for something to be done, it's not done yet. You're putting it out into you're putting it into the future. So you want to always begin with thank you for doing this. Very very simple with um, a few as few words as possible. Uh, you know, thank you for balancing the earth and sky where I am or in my area or you know which whichever way you express yourself because. It, Using other people's uh, words is fine, but it's not the way you talk. It's, there's nothing wrong with the way you talk. Is that all of us express ourselves in different ways because we we have different personalities. So I always say to people, you know, use your words, and that's why that's why I wrote that uh, that letter with instructions. Uh, just uh, don't. Put lists of conditions like when you ask, let's say thank you for this or that, and uh, try not to be dualistic, meaning try not to list, uh, make a whole list of conditions of things that you're asking for. It doesn't matter if you're asking for 10 things or 100 things, you're going to leave something out. And unfortunately, that's the... that's. <laughs> <laughs> negative forces that's their ideal loophole whatever you missed out that's the part that they exploit so that's why I say instead of saying oh thank you for protecting me against mosquitoes and chiggers which is a condition and you're establishing two things say thank you for protecting me against all biting insects and that's it. You're covering all biting insects, even insects that don't live here. It doesn't matter. You've covered them all. Do you understand the difference between? <laughs> yeah, so it just by... has that personalization that you're talking about. Oh, okay. So that's that's the difference. Try to to stay out of conditions of lists of conditions and just make uh, an all-encompassing or a general statement so it's that's it it's, there's no there's no sense there's no chance for a misinterpretation because you're establishing oh oh okay all biting insects it doesn't matter what they're what they are so the the same thing goes with uh with this you just thank you for doing this you know derek or, will say, derek will say always say healed not heal you know, make it a There's path another, healed. You're healed. You know. There you have it. That, you know. There you have it. He, it's done. He's saying in such a way that it's it's already done. Not putting it into in the future because because people um, 
not knowing, they're not doing it on purpose. It's just people express themselves the way they're used to in their interaction with life. Okay, you're asking for something. You're asking for something. Why are you asking for it? Because I don't have it yet. So we perceive in this in this concept of time, okay, I have to ask for this because I don't have it. No. There is no time when it comes to manifestations. So just say thank you. It's, it's already done. And it's you look, it's already done. So it's it's already been something has already been healed. Because that's that's what you requested. It's all it's already done. It's already been healed. So don't don't put things in the future. So it's the it's a great way. Uh, it's a it's a way to it. You change the way you're expressing yourself because you're you're just start, you're not starting to play with time, and you're playing with energies. So you're you're not going to speak or express yourself the way you do it with friends over a cup of coffee, where you're expressing uh, a thought or an action or something. Uh, either in the future or in the past or maybe something that's being done right now. It doesn't work that way. When you're manifesting, you're accessing another dimension of being, another level of reality. So you can't exactly express yourself the same way you're doing it now. And if, and if, and if people, most people ask for things in the future, well, That'll never get here because we don't we don't know how to live in the future. We don't, we only know the present. That's the only time that actually exists. So it'll never get here. <laughs> A lot of people complain and they say, "Oh, the law of attraction doesn't work." Well, yes, it does work. Where do you put your thing? Well, I I keep asking for this because I don't have this. Well, there you have it. Then you it'll never hear, get here. It, it'll always be there on the other side of the horizon because that's where that's where your thinking has put it in the future <laughs> so yeah it's those uh, self-imposed limitations and, and dualism um I, I guess also for people listening to it would be a cool um homework thing where uh they can go to older um Cosmic reality YouTube shows because Nancy puts up the pictures of your various um, devices oh. and resonators and use the astral double and then oh. also take the uh, cloud buster and then combine those and, and you know they could each have their local area um, uh, helped out as an idea. Yeah, because since, since you're playing with energy and energy is not tied to time and space, it's a great idea. And fast and and, in, and inexpensive. <laughs> yeah, your um your themes and concepts that you're talking about. Um, I <clears throat> got a lot from uh, Law of Attraction and Abraham Hicks. They have a really cool um Facebook page of her quotes where um every thought and action that one can do is based on on everything you're talking about. So it it life becomes more fluid and uh, timeless that way. Yeah, and it, and it's it, and. We build our own cage in a way, the way that we express ourselves. And it's not a – people should knock yourself over the head for doing that because, um, unfortunately, it's the way society, you know, our grandparents taught our parents and then our parents teach us and people talk incorrectly when, when they express themselves because that's all they know. Like uh, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, I've caught people here doing it, and I thought it was a, a common thing uh, 
among my family in Argentina that it would it was always I never got accustomed to it. I always get would get confused whenever they were they were speaking of uh, doing something. Uh, even though they haven't done it, they would always express themselves that, like they're doing it. And it would always confuse me no end because, uh, well, is it that you, you mean you're doing it, it's already done or something? No, no, next week when I go there, I will, oh, oh, next week you're going to – they're always expressing themselves in present tense. It's like they, they don't know tenses. <laughs> They don't, they, know, they don't know the tenses of verbs or something, and it would confuse me no end, and I never get accustomed to it, because if I'm going to have a conversation with someone, uh, I, I need to give them the temporal location of something, an event, or something that's going to be done, so that whatever I'm saying makes any sense at all. Like, oh, I'm celebrating someone's birthday Oh, right now? No, it'll be next month. When it, okay. So there is a reason why in the language we have tenses so that we can understand each other when we talk. But when somebody has or, or several people have this nasty habit of constantly putting everything in the present, like, I, oh, I'm, I'm doing this thing, um, I'm, I'm presenting this plan or I'm, I'm, I'm buying this thing from like – Really? Are you no next next week? And like, so why are you? Why don't you say that next well, week? But Russell, I mean, I mean, Walt. Um, <laughs> you just said that we should talk like it's already done. Context. Didn't you Context. tell us that we should talk? Yes. When we, okay. Okay. But you didn't so listen, you didn't listen to my entire explanation. Ooh, I, I said. Did. I no, nope. You were you must have been thinking of Russell. <laughs> okay. I said when we're having a conversation among ourselves, um, you know, over coffee or something, it's it's okay because you need to put things in a temporal perspective in order to make sense of things. But when you are manipulating energies, you you don't speak the same way. Like it, it like it's normal to put things in the future. That you, if you haven't done something, if you haven't bought something yet, in order for somebody to understand that uh, you haven't bought this yet, or you're planning on buying something, or you having or planning on doing something, it's perfectly legal, normal that you express yourself. You're putting that thing in the in the future. Yes, tomorrow I'm going to get that. So it makes sense. So people have an understanding. That's not the same case when you're manipulating energies. When you're manipulating energies, when you're doing a manifestation, you can't express yourself the same way because if you do that, you get into trouble. If you keep manifesting yourself, manifesting something and you keep asking for something in the future, please bring me this box of chocolates that I want, like we would talk to each other normally. I don't have a box of chocolate. I'm asking my friend to get me one. Well, if you use that same language... When you're manifesting, when you're moving energy, that's what, exactly what's going to happen. You're never going to get that box of chocolate because you just ask for it in the future, and the future never comes. Okay, we only well, live in well I, I, I have to interrupt here because I understand what Dolly's saying, I'm thinking. Because when somebody says, I'm going to, I, I'm going to celebrate a birthday, okay? Well, they may, it may not be in the language correct, 
but it is in a metaphysical sense of energy work. So it's a habitual thing that would irritate people that know the language. Most of us just talk it. Okay. But think about it. They're programming the future by that statement. I'm going to celebrate a birthday. So essentially, they've guaranteed themselves at least to live that long. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dolly, well, does that yeah, make sense to you? Was that what absolutely. you... Absolutely. Okay. Yes, yes. That's what yes. you were trying to say, too, right? Yes. I knew it. I said, I started to do it, and then Dolly was there, and I said, oh, no, she's got the same thing. Because we don't know, maybe maybe people that, that are speaking like that are what's keeping what's keeping things going. Maybe it's some kind of a really, really secret enterology concept, you know? Just, I'm celebrating my, I'm celebrating my 90th birthday. <laughs> You know, I've locked it in. I'll be 90. Oh, my God, did I just do that? <laughs> you know, that that that. so that's what we both picked up on. I'm just pointing it out. I totally agree with both of you. It's just the way that you were, we all were looking at it. I, I've, I find that habit, that speech habit, very confusing because I don't know. Well, uh, case in point, I have a perfect example here. Um, I don't know if it was two or three years ago uh, you still had uh, the old president of uh, cosmic reality working with you uh-huh. and she was in the show with another lady the woman that used to be her dresser and the, between the two of them they were telling some they were uh, saying t- some anecdote about someone who showed up at a meeting or a, a weekend gathering with a Shanghai pendant. I could not make heads or tail between, first off, both people were speaking at the same time, so could not make, I couldn't focus on one single voice to make it out. And then as they're speaking, they kept uh, changing when something happened. It was like so. It's like the the past, the present, the future. Everything was getting mixed in at once. So I had to stop them. And I said, "Okay, if I'm going to hear this story, I, number one, I need one of you to talk, and I need one of you to start from the beginning, because I don't know what you're describing, what happened, when, how, with. So when they did that, I was finally able to understand the sequence of events, because I, before that, it, it made no sense to me. It was like it was like going to a movie theater where there are like three or four different screens all playing at once. <laughs> so, so maybe they're multidimensional. Their brains are so advanced and I'm just plain old stupid, just a single brain at a, at a time. So, <laughs> Well, knowing the two people involved in that conversation, um, <laughs> I doubt that they understood the conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, see, well, see, this is what happens. Mark asks a question, and, and it just takes us off into weird places. Dolly, is there anything you want to talk about on that subject? Oh, no. Okay. I'm, I'm confused enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, okay, Mark, do you have something else that you wanted to talk about or 
What's in the agenda for today? Yeah, what's our agenda? Oh, just that. Um, just to give context of of uh, what we've been talking about, people can listen to last week's show so they can get a better idea of the whole cloudbuster thing and uh, uh, things to use against you know radiation, chemtrails, and all that stuff. So, um, uh, oh, and then in terms of the the law of attraction thing of of how the manifestation, uh, I had this. There's this idea of monistic idealism from, I think the book is called The Self-Aware Universe by Ami Goswami, that um, everything is of God. I think that's what the, the term means. Um, so when you operate that way, that it, it brings more of a timeless uh, feel to, you know, thought and action and how to go about things and, and talking to the universe and, and um, your higher self. Makes sense. The the only thing I haven't seen addressed by the law of one people in in their writings is something that uh, um, what was that Jim Self he's the one who speaks of it in his lectures he's the one who teaches the classes on um, uh, what do you call this alchemy energy alchemy and he speaks of the subject of why many people complain about they they do every they follow to the letter they follow all the formulas in the law of attraction, yet they can't make a dent in getting anywhere near the you know their intended manifestation. So they they watch the language and the practices and the writings and you know all the trick all the tricks in the books, and yet the there's no progress. So. The thing that uh, Jim Self explained to the person who asked, he says, well, but the thing is that we don't have a single consciousness. You know, you have a level of your waking consciousness, what we are using now to have this conversation. And then you have your super consciousness. And then you have your uh, subconsciousness, which never sleeps and is aware of everything that's going on. So the issue is, you could you focus on the thing that you want to manifest. Okay, I need this new chair, and I'm seeing the chair, and I I can feel the weight of the chair and what color it has and what texture, even what the wood smells like, and I'm sure I already have the chair, and blah blah blah. So, but it doesn't manifest, and the thing and. He, the, the person gave this example of what they were trying to manifest, and then once the person, you know, finished speaking, he says, "Yes, but do you have an, any subconscious programs telling the, you that you shouldn't have it, or that you don't deserve it?" Oh, because that's and and then the the person, went, she she kind of went quiet for a second there, and she looked up and she says, "You know what? You're right." Internally, I don't feel I should get this because it's a, it's an unnecessary expense. I have other more important things that I should be focusing on, that I should be working on, that I ought to to get than to get this other thing. This thing is like a trifle. So after some back and forth, the image emerged that this woman had a subconscious blockage to getting the object of what she wanted. 
And like Jim Self said, well, your consciousness goes to sleep every night, but your subconsciousness doesn't, and your subconsciousness doesn't want this. So that's that's another thing. That's that's the the one point that the books don't mention it. That all your levels of consciousness should be in a in 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 agreement with each other, as to this is a, a manifestation we want, we need, we deserve, whatever adjective you want to use. Or are there parts of you that are not in agreement? Some some maybe a part of you is afraid. What happens if I have this? Uh, in fact, that that I have seen it discussed in the in the law of one, no, not the law of one, but uh, in the law of attraction. Um, a lot. Some people have issues that, for whatever whatever it is, is childhood trauma, whatever it is, uh, they have this perception that they're not worthy of this, or they're not worthy of this kind of love relationship. Or they're not worthy of the company of this person. Whatever. It's a self-imposed program. It has nothing to do with whatever reality is surrounding you. So, but since whatever we think, we make it come to pass, uh, it, it it takes hold of you and, and, and you manifest. And you, so we're such excellent manifestors. We think that anything that's, bad is something that's working against us no 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 it, not, nobody's working against us it's, it's, it's us not only are, are we quite capable of manifesting good things we're excellent manifestors of really bad things <laughs> people people think that oh I'm a, such a great manifestor I manifest a ton of gold uh, a truck full of bananas you know all the good things in life we're, we, we are bad, we are far more excellent at manifesting the really bad things. Because first off, we spend a lot of time thinking, oh, what if this goes wrong? Or what if that goes wrong? Or what if this doesn't happen? Or what if this breaks down? We spend so much time along those thinking lines that we have little energy and little time to manifest really good things. Huh? Well, what do you, what is your opinion? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, they all went to the bar again. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I was trying to be polite. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Walter. <laughs> well, you know, no, no, when I, when I, when I, uh, somewhere very in the beginning of understanding the concept of, you know, enterology and manifestation. I did make a stipulation, and that was not to make the same mistakes I'd made in the past. I didn't mind making new mistakes, but I just didn't want to make the same mistakes. You know. Excellent. So like, sounds like a very good program. <laughs> well, it seems to be, because I think I'd been around for a very long time and made an awful lot of mistakes. Um, but and, and I do. I reinforce that very often you know no mistake not the same mistakes like I say I don't I don't strive for perfection I strive to get things done and I don't mind mistakes because they're the greatest teacher but if mm -hmm. I keep making the same mistakes life after life after life no 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 you know let me remember before I make the mistake because we do have to acknowledge that a we have a subconscious that's being programmed 
by all the thoughts that go from everybody here into the collective consciousness. I do not believe that each and every one of us have a separate subconscious that is only ours. We built it. No, I believe that you're hooked up to the collective consciousness, which is the super subconscious. And then within your own, let's say, reincarnation tree, the genealogical tree or whatever you'd call it, to your own, you know, past lives, that is is like another a bank. And that is not yours either. That is a bank that you can draw on. And I learned this uh, just sort of like, you know, we got the conscious mind, another layer of, of thinking, energy, and that conscious mind is confronting something that it is not, has no knowledge about how to react. And it can't even respond. It can't, you know, it's like, I don't know, I don't know. And it'll go into a non-compute state. It's like, well, you know. What, kind what of, happened to you with the um, uh, diabetic patient? Exactly, exactly. And because uh, the, di- the di- patient was... Was was obviously on what the. What was the end story? Yeah, what was the end story of that? I have no. I don't remember. Oh. Because I didn't understand I w- it. See, I would. <laughs> okay, because I didn't understand diabetes. I had no knowledge at all about it, and so you got this guy that's obviously. I mean, I was the one that found him and, and knew that he was. This is not looking good. Um, and ran and got the the help. Uh, 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 RN and an LPN and they're coming in and now the decision here is he's diabetic they know that by the chart and plus they know these things and you either give him more insulin or you give him sugar because you one of, one of those things is going to cure him and the other one's going to kill him and they were they were putting out they were so they didn't know you know because it, it is this a, is this a one or the other, but they didn't know, and I'm not sure why they didn't know. All I knew is they didn't know, and it freaked me out. And I just went non-compute, and all of a sudden I started spilling all this information about whatever, and they looked at me like, oh, oh, and they both got on the same thing. Oh, oh, yes, oh, okay, yes, you know? And I'm like, walk out of there, and I'm going like, what the hell just happened? But we had um, a book on medicine and stuff, there in the you know in the uh, office area, and I went and I looked up diabetic, and that was the first. No, that's when I could under sort of understand, not really technically what I was saying, but the concept of what I was saying, and that led me to a memory bank of a doctor who lived in France. And this was an interest. This was another one of those. See, I I kind of think that you, you have we're like. Um, Okay, so we're like a PC, personal computer, like what everybody uses, right? But a personal computer in an office is normally tied into what they call a server computer. And every personal computer can be seen by the server computer. Well, I kind of think that's sort of like what happens to us. We've got these individual computers that we're putting all of our experiences into and our thoughts and all of that. But it's being stored in a server computer. So if I, as the computer, you know, that I'm using, suddenly realizes that I'm in a server computer, how do I access those other data banks? 
I must maybe maybe I'm just born to be a hacker, you know. So, <laughs> but if you if you and again it goes back to imagination. If you can't imagine something, it you just can't get there. But if you can imagine that you really have access to all sorts of data banks, you just don't know how to get to them. You don't know how to hack them. But when your brain goes empty, and because everything in the cosmos doesn't like a vacuum, okay, the one computer bank that could answer the question that had caused me to go blank said, oh, I can answer that, you know, and... Well, now I have had an experience of connection to some other computer that I didn't... I didn't know that computer was even out there. And so that's when I began to work with getting quiet. I, I knew I could call, recall putting my... The mind was blank. And all of a sudden, there's this connection. And that's how I started really getting the, the deep understanding of how intricate we are and how much information we can access. And it was the doctor. So I'm, with, I'm, I'm in um, back at the University of Massachusetts in Amherst, Massachusetts, and I was with my ex-roommate and her husband. And we were drinking, I don't know what we were drinking, but we were drinking it. And probably smoking a little stuff, you know. So we were pretty having a good time. And I had just been on the radio in, being interviewed um, ab about psychic stuff, you know, that sort of subject. So um, Tommy, the, the husband, was saying to me, well, hey, you know, ask me this question and that question. And I was just tipsy enough that I said to him, well, do you remember France? And he looked at me shocked. I mean, like he was shocked. And he said, I think so. And I said, well, what do you think you remember? And he says, I think that I was your son in another lifetime. And he pointed to his wife and said, and she was my mother. And Barbara's standing there looking like she got hit with, with you know, a, a stun gun or something. You know, she was just like... And I, when I saw her, I said, you remember too. And she just shook her head, yes. So all three of us had these weird little thoughts of, you know, and they kind of flicker in, flicker in, you know, and you go like, oh, what was that about? Well, I pay attention to them. And they semi-paid attention, but they wouldn't have acted on them. They wouldn't have thought more of them, except that I had asked them, do you remember? And they did. So... That that's what I'm saying is that we've got the, all of this this information that's that's there and we can just grab it, and if we got we've got this server computer that will tell us all about our past lifetimes, well there's no time so that server computer's also got the future. You know what happens when mm -hmm. you start accessing future versions of yourself, of your soul self. Anyway. I don't know how I, I got know off the on it. theme of this show. What? Confuse the hell out of Dolly. How can you be confused? You can speak to any any guide you want and ask your questions. So you you have well, no no you excuse. Know, <laughs> as you know, Walter, they don't always answer my questions. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you, you, okay, okay. Let's so let's get it down to to something that happened with Dolly here. 
Are you good with this, Mark? Mark comes on the show and then we never talk to him. Mark, is there something you want to talk about? Oh, no, this is great. This, I like some of the more timeless uh, <laughs> themes and topics rather than a lot of the current events because those get dated and can be throwaway sometimes. So, um, no, this is great. Well, this is kind of dated, but it's also something that lasts forever. Um, Dolly always gets up in the morning and she messages me good morning so that I know she's still alive. And I messaged her back, and I said, oh, good, you're still alive. And because alive. I love you and want to say good morning. <laughs> so, um... Are you, like, are you, are you like sitting in a waiting room at the morgue? Is that, is that how your days go by? No wonder you don't get anything done. <laughs> you're, Better tell you're, her you're, story. <laughs> are you talking to me, or are you talking to her? Both. Are you like, like, like sitting in a, in, a, in a morgue waiting room? Oh, I'm waiting so because somebody might ask me if I'm still here and I, and I need to. <laughs> With me, we don't know, Walter. <laughs> we don't know. Well, because sometimes, sometimes she's just. Some, well, okay, I'll give you an example why we do this, okay? So she said, I said, how are you doing? She said, I'm having a tough day. And I said, well, luckily I just got this big new Shungite rock. It's over five pounds. And it's um, got this, it's silicon base like quartz, but there's something else in it. And it goes from about an inch wide to about an inch and a half, maybe three quarters wide. Right straight through this, this brick of Shungite. And so I sent her a picture of it. And she was like, oh, wow, okay. And she started feeling better right away. And then she connects to it and she said, oh, Walter's got to be, I don't know, something about you. You know, she always has to bring you into the picture. You know, you got to do something with it. <laughs> so then, but then she, she, she comes back and she says, it wants to be with something in it that is, how'd she put it? Something round and red. Round and red. And I think you said it was in the yard. Well, I don't know because when she said that to me, I realized she was talking about the Hoponopono resonator that was outside. It was sitting on a quarter ton of shungite. I don't but, think I knew where it was or anything. No, I just you didn't. Knew round and red. Right, and. Yeah. Um, so she said that but but the, and she's having a uh, a good time with the with the uh, the shungite rock you know but in the package <laughs> nice that, <eye. laughs> yeah, the in the package that I had gotten from Derek there was also the dead sea salt so I with well, when I first opened the salt up before I started talking to Dolly and I stuck my finger in it, it caused me to do a spontaneous remote view. And I think it was a past remote. Because I know that the Dead Sea is pretty small right now, but when I ended up on on the beach, so to speak, um, it was huge. So I think I even went back maybe to the time that this salt got made. I don't know what that was. But anyway, um, so... And I put put it down. It was like it's a very powerful energy field, and so I put it down. And so you know I'm doing something else, and I forget that Dolly is hooked into the, to the Shungite, and I just took some some salt and I put it on top of it. Okay, yeah. 
And immediately the energy <laughs> grounded. So I'm like kind of like taking all this in when the phone lights up and what'd you do? Oh my god, I had to disconnect. No, I hadn't messaged her that I had done anything, but she could feel the change in the energy. Right? So I'm like, oh crap, I'd forgotten she was a so I have to get all the salt off of it, you know. Oh get the salt off of it. And then I said, I said, uh, well, I was about to tell her that I'd gotten, uh, that it was salt, I'd taken the salt off, and and she said, okay, whatever you did, I, no, no, I said to her, okay, I did something, why don't you just check in with it, and she guess she was, she had disconnected, so she did, she reconnected, and she said, oh, okay, that's better, but, um, so, anyway, so so then I go out, and I, I was going to bring the shungite to the resonator, but they stopped me, and had me go get the resonator and bring it in here and so then I put that on top of the resonator and it is in a, but so, so she was right Walt you are involved in it you had just already given me the piece like you always would give me a piece and we didn't know what to exactly <laughs> do with it yeah. so, so would you end up what, what was the end uh, solution you have the resonator on top of a a, a block of salt or something? No, no, I have no. I, I have the shungite rock on top of the resonator. Forget about oh, okay. the salt. The salt's out of the, oh, okay. out of the picture yeah, because no salt, no salt. It ground, it ground. Well, I mean, that's not exactly true because there are times where you want that energy to be grounding. Um, well, so, the thing didn't want to be grounded. No, I understand that, but that's because it was working on you. Oh. It's got a lot of reasons for being, you know. So okay. Dolly is like a human snail allergic to salt? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I, I eat lots of salt. My kids are always giving me free. <laughs> oh, listen. Okay, talking talking about snails. Okay, I got to tell you this story. So um, I had to leave the house. You know, that's always a big deal. Um, and I wasn't going very far, but... I get in the car and I'm driving. You know, it's all residential. I, I I think I got into third gear a couple of times, and so I'm driving. All of a sudden, I see this motion in the corner of my eye, and I look, and hanging on the outside of the car, up against the window, is a lizard, and he's looking right at me and screaming, "Help!" <laughs> I wasn't going very fast, so good, you know. So so I pull over, and okay, okay. So I roll down the window. And he's, he's not on the window anymore. He's like on the ledge, you know. And he's still staring at me, staring. I mean, I was like, oh, my God. And so I, I rolled down the window and I said, okay, now go ahead. But just as I went, go ahead and I gave him a little sort of like push with my hand. I thought, oh, my God, don't do that. It'll fall on the ground and then you won't know where he is and you won't be able to move the car. <laughs> so, so, but luckily he didn't pay attention to me. He just sort of like went to the back door so I could get out of the car and I grabbed, he let me grab him and, you know, bring her, her and bring him, her, in, you know, out of the way of the car and everything. Um, I, I do have to say that, 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 that I got lizard piss on my hands. And I'm, I, I like to think of it as being magical, you know, other, otherwise it was really gross. But, uh, you know, and I had a lot of hand sanitizer, so I was all right. But, um, yes, I had to rem- remember because it was such a, it was such a stark that lizard was right in my head. Help, you know. Oh. And I felt so bad. And then I'm going. Then I got. Then I'm driving. Away. I go. 
geez, I wonder if he's going to be happy there. Oh, my God, I should have probably taken him home. <laughs> and then I realized... with frogs. I do that with the frogs, too, yeah. But the lizard was... So do you think that the lizard uh, was from your property? Oh, I know it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, they get on the car, and I think maybe one of them got in the car because... I opened up the car. Oh, God, I don't hope he... Did he jump back in the window? Did he die in the car? Oh, my God. Now I got another... Because it smells like something died in the car today. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I think I'll stay with my mice better better than lizards. I have I have mice living in the, in, the, in the pickup truck and in the car, so as long as everything functions... Yeah, they <laughs> mice mice are known to chew on the uh, electric stuff, the wires. Well, uh, I haven't had any electrical issues for good, years, so good. I think that they're happy. They're happy enough. There's enough food around that they can ignore the the uh, the electrical stuff. They, they don't need to bother with that. There's t- plenty of food to go around. <laughs> <laughs> Better in the car than in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that was my lizard story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, okay, so what now, Mark? So what else, Mark? Mark <laughs> should have something else from his... You guys are funny. From the Great Book of Mark. <laughs> the Great Book of Mark. Let me think. I guess with the holidays coming up, I mean, I, I guess Christmas is next week, right? And then we've got the solstice early next week, too. Um... Uh, on the show, I kind of talk, like to talk about holiday ideas for people for Shungite. Um, I know Derek had some recent new items like um, the copper wire wrapped. I know you guys have been um, playing with that uh, over the years, uh, wrapping copper wire on Shungite. And then um, the the hemp bomb has been pretty uh, helpful, uh, the Shungite hemp, hemp bomb. Um, there's also the Shungite honey. I mean, as far as like gifts from coming from the store. Uh, and, and some ideas. I don't know what kind of um, Shungite uses have you guys had uh, over the years for the holidays or like the cold? Or the cold? The winter winter well, theme kind of thing. Winter well, we, theme. The we, only. Th- we, huh? Yeah, <laughs> you go ahead. But we don't. We 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 didn't. We weren't seasonal in what we were doing. They were. We were just making products. But, um, well, remember when you were talking about how you, I can't remember exactly what you said about programming something so that it didn't touch your, you weren't cold. You could walk outside with, you know, shorts on in the cold. Oh. Do you remember that? Well, I think I told Dolly about it is that it's a, it's not a large one. It's like a small version of a resonator. I call it Mr. Coloro. Because that's his job. His job is to raise the temperature. <laughs> so, so it's it's my way of cheating the system. I I don't know what it does or how it does it, but it it, it raises the temp the ambient temperature of where it is, so it's it's always comfortable. But you do have to be aware of it. And well, you is have it to a turn it, it on? Is it a spiral? I mean. What, what, what kind yeah, it's, like, it's a resonator. It's just it's just the same size. It's got the same mold as the um, the water turtle. 
Okay. Only it, it doesn't it doesn't have the base. It's just it's just the upper part. Okay. And it's been programmed <laughs> to keep the temperature at uh, comfortable temperature. Yeah, because the the because uh, the, the I thought of something like along those lines because no matter even if the uh, the heating system is at seventy two, my mom still gets cold. So I figured, well, if there's something to in in uh, what do you call it? infuse heating or changing the perception. I don't I don't care how it works. I just wanted it to work. So I asked what would be a measure to do that work, and I was given a measure, and then I made it. Uh, Dolly, I know, communicated with it and gave me information about it. So. Uh, she said that I had to keep it near my mother so it would get accustomed to her. Uh, oh, so I remember now, Mr. yeah. Mr. Caloro. <laughs> I don't know why I came <laughs> up with such a, with such a campy name, but uh, at least it worked. Yeah. Well, do you have hey. these? Do you have these available on your store? Can, I mean, because. No, it was a one-time thing. I just I just did it to help her with her with her constant sensation of cold. I had no idea that there would be any any uh, need for it or any request for it. <laughs> Walter, <laughs> what? Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, because you know, I've got all of these devices all around me, and I've got this super duper air conditioning slash heater slash uh, dry out. You know, like a humidifier thing. And uh-huh. it confounds me because I I put this thing up like at 72, but it always feels like, which is cold to me, but I do it for the dog. But for me, it's always, I'm going like, that thing might must not be working right. Because I'm always warmer than what it's, what I think it should be, you know? Maybe it's because mm. I've got all these things around here this, that they've been programmed with. Oh, I just want to be, you know, at this certain temperature. And I was programming it because what you're talking about, I mean, my God, anybody that, that, you know, you could put your heat down low and then you'd be warm. You're saving money. Why wouldn't people want to make, save some money? So there you go, Mark. (laughs) The best gift for wintertime is Mr. What's his name? Mr. Caloro. Caloro. <laughs> Cal- calor is the Spanish word for heat, calor. So I just called it Caloro. <laughs> Caloro. Get one of Walt's Mr. Caloros. <laughs> but he li- he lives in California. I mean, uh, cold is not something that they have in abundance. Not like somebody living in the, in the north like me. Yes, but we have an audience that's worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> you know, be prepared, Walter. You're going to be making a lot of these dudes, Mr. Coral. What a small world I live in. Take a picture. <laughs> take a picture. Put it up on the. You can. You, you, you're okay to work, right? You you can build these things, right? Sure. Okay. I haven't well, asked you. Well, how, how's well, your how, How's your physical? How's your hand in doing in your right side? I've I've been working constantly. Yeah. Like I, I, like I had. It's Nancy is so funny. She talks like I had a choice, but you're so funny. What do you, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> like I had a choice, choice not to work. 
Oh, oh, choice, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just all of a sudden realized I hadn't talked to you about your, you know, because you 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 were having problems initially, but so you're still having them, but you're getting you you're able to work anyway. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, sure, of course. <laughs> well, you know, anything you make and you talk about like this uh, on the air, people are going to want it. Period. I don't know why you don't understand that. You're well, a genius. The, the, well, the thing is that it's not uh, because it, what happens is people should not expect oh this thing put this thing in the and 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 on the table and you're going to immediately the room is going to get hotter. No, no, it doesn't work that way. It's it's the perception of heat that's going to change. Because I, I, I may I don't know if I have experienced it. I don't know if other people have experienced it. That the, the, despite the room temperature, people experience either an, a sensation of heat or a sensation of cold. So our experiences of temperature is has little or or is not or uh, what can I say? It's it's directly. Connected to whatever whatever the ambient temperature is, our perception of heat or cold sometimes behaves independently of it. I don't know why. Uh, if it is, it's, it's a nervous thing, and I and I do know that it has a lot to do with energy, and, uh, and it has to do with uh, organ. Because case in point, I I have it, and I I don't even though I don't use it for anything practical. I keep it on hand in order to show people that it's true. If you make, like for example, um, I have a cylinder made with a stove po- stove top pipe and layer layers of stove top pipe and layers of um, it's like vinyl. It's, it's used for work benches, and what it is is several layers. So when you look at it, it's it's simply wrapped like like from the center, and when you look at it, it it um, it has maybe five or six layers of metal and five or six layers of the uh, vinyl, and it's open on both ends, completely open. There's nothing closing it. It's it it's just a cylinder. It's a tube cylinder. It's open on both ends, and it doesn't matter if it's summer or winter. Okay, when you touch the cylinder is whatever the ambient temperature is. If it's cold, it's cold. Well, if it's warm, it's warm. It's whatever the ambient temperature is, is the temperature of this device. But if you take your hand and hold it in the center, not touching the cylinder, just holding it in the air, the inside is noticeably warmer than the outside. And that's documented. It's in the, it's in the book in... Uh, in the chapter on on Wilhelm Reich and uh, Trevor James Constable's book, The Cosmic Pulse of Life, it's it's documented. It's, it's how um, organ concentrators work because it's concentrating the energy in the center. You register greater that you're you're feeling that energy as temperature. So the inside is always feeling warmer than the outside. As long as you don't touch the cylinder, just you're floating your hand in the space inside. So temperature, the sensation of temperature has to do with our perception of, of energy. It's not just 
it's not just the temperature. So the, that was the principle of, of working them. Since the, the Shanghai makes these things programmable, it's great. Since you can program for any energy you want. So that was my intention when I made it. So I don't know how comfortable anybody is going to be at, uh, I don't know, manipulating their device to get this, uh, I don't know, perception of perception of cold, perception of heat. I don't know. My suspicion is that they could play around with regular shungite and see a difference. Well, maybe. I'd give it a try. You got some shungite. Just see if you can't, you know, just imagine that this thing can put out a field of energy that you will register as heat or cold, whatever you need, right? Yeah, one of the one of the things that I uh, I don't know if this is directly related, but I was able to confirm one of the things in the in the Cater book. Cater um, has a chapter in the book where he talks about the transmutation of certain materials, and he brought up the subject. He said that he um, he didn't do it, but he does quote the name of who did it. Um, I forget the name. Um, he ended up transmuting um, carbon into into iron. I don't know what percentage, but that was and it was it was an issue of temperature. It was directly related to the temperature. So I did. I have a setup that I'm. I, I can. I can take. Shanghai powder and raise it raise its temperature until it's red hot so it's 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 actually um, giving off light it it's um it's red like a like when you take a metal and you heat it and it's red hot you you can do the same with with Shanghai as long as you don't expose the powder to any flame you're just exposing it to heat and you keep it red hot for like 10 minutes so after I did that one of the things that I, I found it, I wonder why it's doing this I thought it was kind of weird but it, when I read the Cater book it makes perfect sense uh, <clears throat> first off the color of the Shanghai changes, it's no longer black, it's more of like um, like uh, gray, like ashen and the other thing is that prior to heating it um, Shanghai does not react with magnets. It, it's it's non-magnetic. That's as simple as as that. It doesn't matter how strong the magnet is. It's just Shanghai doesn't care. But after it's been exposed to that amount of heat and it's been red all that time, it's become magnetic. You know, it, and I thought that this is weird. Why is this attracting? Why is the mag, Why is the magnet attracting the Shanghai powder? And it turns out that then uh, Cater explains it in his book that this this experimenter uh, experienced a transmutation of the carbon into iron by virtue of the temperature. And I thought, well, this is this is interesting. And and I used that specific type of shungite for the um, water resonators. Because it turns out that that shungite has a very high content of oxygen, so 
it has the energy signature for the for um, treating the water, transmuting any anything in the and you know negative chemistry whatever you're injecting that energy signature of oxygen into the water. So I think it doesn't kind of interesting. I don't know how it plays into what we were talking about. Maybe and you, and, you're, and you're just mentioning this now. I wrote a book. Remember the book you didn't read? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to write another book. I, I think book. I mentioned that once, but you weren't yeah, very you, interested. I, I, no, you didn't explain it the way you explained it just now. I remember exactly <laughs> when you explained it to me. And I knew you put it in the resonators. Oh, that was after the book was written. Was he didn't it? use the right words. Yeah. I can only hear hear you at certain times, Walter. Sometimes it takes, <laughs> takes a Let's few times. Let's face it, you're extreme. You're the one of those busiest persons right. I know. Oh, my gosh, what happened? I don't know. The dog just ran by. It scared me. Sounds like our house with the cats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's take a break. Shungite, We the People, Craig Stewart. Wait a minute. Three minutes. What? Harold. You want to talk about Harold? I want to talk about Harold. Well, I don't care. We can talk about According Harold. According to Infinite. Infinite. Oh, okay. All right, when we come back. All right? Okay. Okay. Now's our time, our time to work together. 
great justice for each and every person. And welcome back to the Shungite Show. <laughs> oh, no, no. The Cosmic Reality Radio Show. December 15th, 2020. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva, Dolly Howard, and Mark Joseph. Um, okay, guys, you're back? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Yep. Yep. Arbuck. All righty. So, Mark, do you have, um, I, I know we're going to talk about the black goo thing, but do you have anything you would like to ask regarding what we talked about or something else? Yeah, just one last thing with the, um, <clears throat> that, uh, we call it, um, temperature resonator that, um, uh, what was talking about. So we, I guess if you guys put up a picture in the archive, uh, we could probably use an astral double, right? Um, to, to, to mess around with if, if. You know, take sure, that I don't see why not. Okay, cool. This this business of astral double makes makes it so cheap. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, I it's still um, an option to buy the physical thing too. I mean, they can always email you at your newparadigmtools.net. Um, look, if it if it's if you're able to access it and it works, that's all that matters. Yeah, I'm more of a 3D guy, so um, but it's just something to 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 play around with, and then check it out, and um, I don't know uh, more options for people, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, the more you give, the more you get. So he just gave a gift to everybody, you know. Try if you don't understand what we're talking about, etheric doubling. Last week's show, Cosmic Reality, we got into it, and um, this is just like. For those of you, because I know we've got a lot of new people that are listening to us, I, we've had people say, well, you talk, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, we've been talking, like I say, for you know hundreds and hundreds of shows, and it's a continual discussion. Yes, we repeat certain things at certain times, depending on whatever, but um, I apologize, but not, you know, because this is the way we do the show. So if you have a question about something, you know, um, when if you go to the archives, okay, the Cosmic Reality Radio archives, which you can get to on CosmicReality.net, just, you know, you'll see the drop down and it's the second one under radio, you'll see archives. If you start using the archives, you'll find that initially... Prior to this, there's photographs, so you can kind of see what the shows are about. And I'm going to get back into that as soon as I have the time. But you'll be able to see. And you can go back, you know, hundreds and hundreds of shows to find out what we're talking about if you're really interested in details. I mean, Dolly and I, we talk about current events, which does make a 
you know, it puts a time stamp on things. But Walt gives us so much science in these shows. I mean, that's how it and all got. our all our pictures are sensor proof. Well, because we're not on YouTube anymore. <laughs> Thank <You> God. Know, <laughs> and seriously, because I, you know, I listened to the shows that we we did last week, and I thought, well, any one of those shows, you know, well, except one, the Shungite show today, I am going to put up because that was nothing to do with anything except programming water. <laughs> I don't, you know, because the reason that they went after me was for harassment and bullying. <laughs> So, programming water, we weren't bullying anybody or harassing. <laughs> we weren't doing any of that. <laughs> oh, my you God. Are you sure you weren't harassing the water molecules? No, we Tell were loving truth. it. No, no, no. <laughs> we were loving the water molecules. Yeah. She brought out something that I want to pass on to people. Last week, um, the, there was a... Was it last week? Or the week before? There was a trend of selfishness you've got to protect yourself and these in in the condition in the things that we're confronting you really have to you know worry about keeping yourself stable and focus on the right things you know the things that make you feel good um versus the bad things understand the bad things are there but don't focus on them focus on the good things and it was selfishness and i said something to uh to catherine about that and she said it shouldn't be selfishness it should be self Fullness. And what a difference in the two words, you know. Selfishness, you get icky, but self-fullness. And that's what I wanted to pass on to people is we really have to think in terms of self-fullness. If we can fill ourselves up with good positive energies, you know, then we're just going to have a energy field that will resonate to make other people feel better. I mean, you know those people that when they walk in the room, you feel better because they walked in the room and that's who they are. You know, we've got to get our, everybody, that, you know, all of us, we've got to get there. We've got to do that. Self-fullness. Anyway, I wanted to pass that on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yes, Mark, you can make an etheric double of anything. And that's science. That's not woo-woo. We know this. It's science. It's just they, you know, there's few people that are going to tell you the truth of about enterology. You see, if the if the bad guys, the you know the the little ones on the totem pole, if they understood what we were really saying, Walter, oh my gosh, they'd take us down to heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They might even think about a firing squad for us. Oh well, I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, and I wanted to tell you, Walt, have you talked? Have you heard about the monoliths? What about the monolith? Well, they're showing up all over the place. Just out of uh, like, there was one in Utah that this. All of a sudden, there's this this monolith. This guy in the desert stumbles on this monolith. that's just standing there, and it's really weird. I mean, the metal is 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 looks weird, and, and you, you hit it, and it it makes a weird sound. It, these are hundreds of pounds, and and where they're in the ground. It's laser, laser etched out hole, and they just slip them right in there. And they, there was one in Utah and one, I think, in um, New Mexico. But then I read that there was, and they were naming them. They, they, they were all over the place, the United States and, and the world. One, one ended up have, in Romania. And Do you have any links? 
you know, I I don't because I, because I don't know why. I thought about that earlier today when I thought I wanted to mention this to you. That where did I get that? And I think somebody sent it to me on my phone because otherwise I probably would have captured it. But um, yeah, you, but but so I asked Ani Abadisian, you know, are these ET? And she said yes. That they're plunking these things down and very often once they somebody realizes they're there and they go and they look at them and they take pictures the next thing they know it just disappears so maybe there's only a half a dozen of them they just keep putting them different places i don't know but um, so what are they for well who knows but in my opinion i mean if i was to you know make a story out of it um it's a let's say the prelude to contact because they're using a monolith, which we know has, you know, incredible symbolism in the Egyptians, in Egyptian times. And the monolith that they used in 2001, A Space Odyssey, well, that, every time that that would show up, it indicated a massive change in humanity. I mean, it starts out with the apes seeing it, and the next thing they do, they start killing each other. <laughs> you know? But then they find the one on the moon, and then they find one on Jupiter. This image, this monolith, now they're not the same. The ones that they're seeing are, uh, it looks to me like they're, they're three-sided triangles, and they're more like the Egyptian, you know, monolith that you'd see, versus what was in 2001. But I was told that the 2001 uh, monolith is the same dimension that we have with our television screens. If you turn it on its side, it's the same dimension. But anyway, it's a, it's a, it's. I think it's become a symbol of great change. And you know, if you got these things dropping all over the place, uh, you know, and then disappearing out of a metal that you know, I mean, this might be a very interesting way to sort of say, knock knock. I mean, they've been doing the crop circles for quite a while, and that hasn't quite caught on. <laughs> no. Did you see the latest one? It's like the. It looks like a COVID. You know, the image of the COVID virus. Nobody. Anybody there? The monolith. No. The, the monolith. Crop, the crop circle. Oh no. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I haven't been watching news. Well, this wasn't on the news. This, somebody sent me a link, and that one was in my phone. People, yeah, so there's a lot of things happening out there. But, um, Mark, anything else? Um, well, Ken Weber on the um, chat had a cool, actually more for Dolly, but I guess everybody can have a good input, because I wanted to bring up earlier about uh, we're in the new moon. <laughs> peak uh tonight and then the solar eclipse and then but ken weber's question kind of related to that um uh directed to dolly mostly but um if dave is available please ask him about operation devil storm that was supposed to take place on the full moon twelve thirteen or twelve fourteen. this operation was stopped by energy weapons that destroyed the chinese ships that was supposed to take overall quote-unquote commonwealth countries including america and that's it I'm trying. I'm doing my preliminary, and then I'll connect with Dave.
Okay, they're starting to gather. They weren't all here. Uh, Davis saying that was a fiasco. And uh, people will pay for that little endeavor that they were trying to do. Um, and that it's brought some awareness to the White Hats that they didn't think of before. But now they are broadening their thoughts on that. Um, On these plans that they have, they are making them stronger and broader, more encompassing, more people. Territory? Is that you're trying to say territory? No, he's saying people, not territory. Uh, And he says... They realize people are getting frustrated, very frustrated, because we've heard for years, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And and then we sit and we wait and we wait and we wait and we don't see stuff. He says, there are a lot of things going on in the background. They can't bring it out like they have said to us before. They can't tell you what they're doing. They can't tell you what they plan to do because that would be the same as telling the deep state. And that would defeat the whole purpose. Um, so they're soon, soon, oh, oh, I got goosebumps. Here's her standing up. Soon something big is going to happen. This stuff with Swalwell and that and that Chinese spy who was sleeping with other Congress people coming out uh, not just Congress people but black state black deep state <clears throat> that's a biggie. We should pay attention to details that will be coming out <clears throat> behind the scenes uh. He's saying Bar, Bar, how do you say it? Bar served his purpose. Because I was, I was kind of pissed off about Bar from the beginning. I didn't understand why Trump put him in there, but, but Dave is telling me Bar served his purpose. Definitely time for him to move on. He's saying don't panic. With what you're hearing now, because it's going to be completely different, completely different than what is being broadcast now. I sure hope so, Dave. You know, it gave me a freaking heart attack. He said I shouldn't have been so upset, (laughs) but they were with me. Okay, uh, let's move along. Um, so, 
they're coming to a point where things will be changing because they have to. But they had to set up the scene before <clears throat> the big action could come in because there were too many people who were still complacent. Still, some people who were still asleep. Others who are just complacent. Oh, don't rock the boat. We can't do with change. Even though they're killing us, we can't deal with change. Well, those, they're trying to get those people to the point where when, when the, when the shit comes down, they won't be freaking out. Uh, And there is going to be some stuff coming down. Uh, um, and I don't know. I can't get it right now, Dave. I, I can't get it. Say it in a different way. They just want everybody to relax. We the way we can help is the way they keep telling us we can help. Send out the energies. Send out blankets of love to those who are complacent. Those who are still asleep. Those who are light workers. Those who really are working with with all this stuff. With, with the white hat. Uh, That's how we can help. And, and we can't really do much else. But when the ten days of darkness comes, don't panic. Don't panic. Uh, Alan Perot. What about this Alan Perot, Dave? He doesn't even want to talk about Alan Perot. I don't know what's, who's Alan Perot or anything about Alan Perot. Uh, that's, that's all I've got. That's all he wants to share. He says, stay strong. I know we, I know you're impatient, especially me. Uh, but stay strong. Believe Trump has said it isn't over. Believe what he said. It isn't over. Uh, it isn't over. Don't be surprised when you hear people are being arrested or disappearing or dying. And he's laughing. He says they're dying of COVID. (laughs) And I'm seeing a pill and I'm seeing a gun when he says that as he's laughing. Ooh, gogi. That's the kind of action I want to see, Dave. I want them gone. They're no good to anybody. 
they're hurting us. They're killing people. That's my... Yes, yes, yes. We can discuss that later. Um, so that's all I got for you. Dave says that's enough for now. And they're leaving. Oh, well. I love you too. I don't have them. They're gone, y'all. That was a bastard. That, that, that comment that David that, that Dave made of uh, of COVID made me remember that two days ago I got a letter from the Minnesota Department of of Human Resources, and it's a letter offering me this I found kind of weird the number why why such a specific number as opposed to a round number they're offering me four hundred and seventy five dollars to participate in a study of a COVID-19 vaccine <laughs> oh my why, god why four hundred and seventy five why not four hundred eighty $500 or $450, why such a specific number? Does it maybe has an esoteric meaning with them for their black magicians? So if I want to see, so if I want to participate, I can make $475 easy. <laughs> so I suppose you called them up right away and said, oh, yeah, sign me up. When do I start? Yeah. Jeez. Oh God! Oh, speaking well, of that, well, well, if you add up the um, four seventy-five, it's sixteen, and sixteen and one is seven. It's a high ceremonial magic number. Oh, uh, that, w- that would explain it. Mm-hmm. I thought so. It had something to do with their stupid blood magic things. <laughs> why not? Why not make a round number? Right. Well, listen. While we're talking about that, okay, I have to I have to pull this thing up because I had actually said to myself, no, not that one. Wait a minute. Come on, come on. I had said to myself, you know, I wonder what the death tolls are for the United States for the last decade. I had asked myself that. Two days later, I get this photograph, and it's uh, I guess a Twitter account or something. And it's Dr. David Samadhi, S-A-M-A-D-I. Unfortunately, he doesn't give us any source, but let me give you the death, the deaths in the U.S. over the years. Okay, in 2010, 2011, and 2012, there were 2.5 million people that died. In 13 and 14 there were 2.6 million that died. In 2015, 16, seven, no, 2015 and 16, 2.7 million died. 2017, 2018, 2.8 million died. 2019, 2.9 million died. And as November of 2020, 2.5 million people have died. His question, where is the massive spike? Uh, 
Just it's uh, real, just like the vir- virus, right? <laughs> well, you know, I remember Jennifer Daniels saying that when all is said and done, she said, there'll be less deaths in 2020 because people are afraid to go to the doctors and therefore not getting the drugs that will cause them to die. And this is 2.5 million right at the end of November compared to 2.9 the year before. So I'm just I'm just passing on this. I can't confirm exactly where it came from because that's just the way it is. But you might I was going to look it up myself, but I didn't get it. Oh, see, that's my life. Didn't get a chance to do it. But um, I posted I, it in the group in oh. the chat room. Oh, you did? Uh, Twitter link uh, as far as like heart disease, um, cancer, and car accidents killing more people yearly. And then the year by year from the last, I think, like five, ten years compared to this year as of November. So that's in the chat room. Oh, God, you're the good. <laughs> well, I saw it yesterday, so I just figured I'd put it up. But um, that's also a good bridge to Dr. Jennifer Daniels. She has a weekly podcast. Um, she gets interviewed once a month at uh, One Radio Network with. Um, I forget his name, but it's on YouTube. And in her book, you know, Murder by Medicine, it says um, like 800,000 plus a year killed by um, medical industrial complex. And then when you interviewed her in April this year, it was well over a million, right? Yeah. So uh, what, what's her? how would people listen to her? Um, if you go on Vimeo and just type her name, Jennifer Daniels, or on YouTube, and then as a filter upload date to get her latest um, uh, interview. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. I, I got something I would like to to share. Okay. Uh, that, that I found on our Facebook page. It's from Rosalind Neal. I'm going to share a story, a very personal, so we can see what games with us. I lost my dad on Tuesday. He had a massive heart attack. Okay, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Okay. Um, That is what we were told by the EMT. No doubts about none whatsoever. He had a heart, massive heart attack that killed him. So the coroner told my sister, who was making plans for his funeral, that he was not supposed to tell her, but the blood thickens when someone gets covid So my sister believes him. Now let me fill you in. My dad was close to to 85 years old and still working. He had to wear a mask every day. I could go much further into the story, but then most would not read it. My dad already had two heart attacks. His stints were over 10 years old. He had prostate cancer and rheumatic fever in his younger years. We have battled my mom falling because her heart gave out. She hit her head and had staples put in. She is still weak. This put more pressure on my dad. Then their land caught on fire. He was stressed due to bills and making sure my mom was taken care of overwhelming a strong man who just did not know how to stop. They want me to believe my dad died from COVID. BS at the highest. 
Now my mom was run down and grieving, right? Yes, they made her take a test, and it came back positive. She has no symptoms at all. So now they want her to get the vaccine. We said no. These people are taking deaths that are from other causes and saying it's COVID. It is a a lie. Be aware that this is what they are doing. We live in some crazy times. Remember, they get a kickback for everyone they put COVID on. When are we going to say enough is enough? We couldn't even have a normal funeral. Sad times, you all. I wanted to share that because of what we were talking about. Well, I thank you, and I thank Rosalind for that. Um, unfortunately, it's it's massively true. And yeah. we just got to believe what Dave said. There's nothing that we can do except pour good energy into the outcome. It's it's difficult. It's it's tragic, but. It was pretty damn tragic before we ever got to this point. It's just that very few people knew. You know, I mean, you go back and you look at this. This is a continuation of a nightmare that started in 1930s in Germany. And it wasn't just Germany. It was all over Europe. This weird... There's so many levels of it from... The amount, and people people wouldn't even believe how many different, very powerful organizations were based on the psychic sciences, the occult sciences. You know, I don't even remember all their names from the golden something or other, I forget, to the full gestalt of Germany. All, all these different, you know, they were really into this. And at the same time, you've got, people like Cecil Rhodes that gets with other people like him to create uh, the intelligence organizations in the United States, the CIA, MI6 in, in Britain, and to even conceive of the best way to get intelligence and to control what information is out there is to also establish media companies all over the world that will do this for you. This is all history. And so at that same time, you got this, it's like an egg of evil that, that got, you know, laid here on earth. So you can go back and, and, and as, as most of the researchers that, like myself, you know, you, you start out here and then you keep going back farther and farther and farther and you go, oh my God, this is a nightmare. It's been going on for a hundred years. You know, so what we're into right now is like the end chapter in a very very long dirty book but the ending is still well we, it's finished because we know time doesn't exist but we've got to focus on an ending that is one of the things we want the things we know work love laughter gratitude appreciation the good things. We, there is abundance. Abundance is not a problem. You know, they want to make it a problem. They want to feed the fear into us so that we cripple us. None of that's there. But right now we have an opportunity. We did not have an opportunity when it was all, you know, in the swamp and under the covers. Now it's all coming out, and it's coming out in 
in drastic ways, and the, and the, the opposition is desperate, desperate to stop us. So they keep looking crazier and crazier. They're not even trying to hide anymore. You know, it's like we opened up the cupboards and there's all these damn mice in it, and now they're running all around making havoc. That's all right. We got cats. <laughs> we can take care of this. You know, but we do have to become self-fullness. Think of ourselves. Get ourselves right. If we're not right, nobody's going to be right around us. Okay, so, um, anybody got anything more on that? I put in the chat, um, <clears throat> this, this image, uh, link of, uh, the Nuremberg Code, and then there was a quote above that from a Twitter post, um, leaders should be aware that mandating masks or vaccines on the citizens of a nation and preventing their access to food, health care, transport, or education if they don't comply is a war crime. So I put a couple of links there. Okay, it's from the, uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny also. Okay, the problem with the Nuremberg Code is it was never legally adopted by any any country. It's been used uh, by many, many legal documents as a... A concept of of human human legal the way you should be, but it's not legally been ever ratified in its wholeness. So, and I'm saying that not because I, I, I it's absolutely the Nuremberg uh, decrees came out after during the Nuremberg trials after the trials and it was the trials were there to try and you know, bring to justice the supposed culprits of what happened in Germany in World War Two. You know, the, the genocide, the killings, all, all all of this awfulness. And this the Nuremberg decree was we've got to in we, we as human beings we have to agree to this. At least this. And of course like one of the main ones that everybody's pointing to is that you cannot conduct an experiment without the actual active participation, knowing participation, of any group of citizens on the planet. So the 5G, well, they, they don't, they've never done the testing on 5G. They don't know what the effects of it are. Well, now they know. You turn it on, you'll get symptoms that they can call covid you know, I'm not saying there wasn't a, a virus out there and that they've got the story going like that. But if you look at the, <clears throat> let's say, traditional medicine, but an alternative group, the ones that are really looking at the data, they'll tell you that it's not a virus at all. A virus is created when the cells are under attack. And so doctors say, oh, look at all this virus. This must be causing it. No, that is caused because they're under attack, what's attacking them? And in this case, it's 5G, in my opinion. So, there's different realities out there already. We just have to focus on the one that's going to work, and that's make people waking up. I mean, I was really glad to hear what Bobby was saying with... Um, Scott, the whistleblower type guy, because this time, and I'd heard him pre previous, but this time he was like, 
wow, you know, I may have been just one of those people participating and putting all this 5G in without the concept that there is some really evil action and people going on and that 5G might just be something that I did not anticipate, a way of control. I mean, for him to come out and get this now is an indication that maybe we had to go into all this crapola in order to wake people up. So I'm just looking at it as it's a tough wake-up. Um, because they're waking up into a nightmare. <laughs> what are you talking about? Don't tell me that. I don't want to know that, That's please. the truth, yeah. They, I, oh. Uh, what are we... I, I don't have words right now. Yeah. <clears throat> So, um, Walt, you got anything else you'd like to add here? We're getting down time-wise. Uh, no, I was going to mention, you said you already knew about, uh, you had already seen the video on, on Harold Cloud, uh, uh, Harold Couch. Uh, he says he's no longer Vela because he got a divorce. <laughs> yes, yes. But, uh, but I noticed the detail uh, for the first time. I heard him mention what are what are the the ingredients or the components elements in galactic black goo, and what got my attention was he said two things, among other things because there are, he he went on to elaborate, but the two main ingredients got my attention one was C60, and M state matter, which is very significant M M, M state water. It, this this is from the the work of uh, Will of um, uh, I don't know what's what's this other Austrian um, cousins no the, the 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 man who who came up with the uh, water implosion um, he's uh, he's an Austrian um, he he came up. Um, with a classification of water where um, he found that not all water is the same. There is one water that he referred to as living water, which he referred to as oxygenous. And it, what's interesting is that when you subject this water to a high-speed rotation, it moves inward. It moves toward the center as opposed to moving away from the center. Uh, the other, the other wa water, dead water, is called is called uh, in his texture uh, Schoberger. That's the name of the scientist, Victor Schoberger. He's a he was an Austrian, and uh, the second he called it Carbonis, which is dead, dead stagnant water, water without life energy. It it's not. It doesn't even feed the body if you drink it, and it was interesting that I made a, um, a um, uh, what do you call it? Um, using magnets and using a water spin, I made a water, what they refer to as a water tra trap to be able to collect uh, M state water, and uh, it's the amount of M state water per the amount of um, water that you draw from the tap, uh, it, it, there's a very small percentage of M-state water. But when you 
gather it, it has uh, manifestations which are very different from regular water. First off, you can have perfect chemically clean glass, yet this water tends to, uh, it's viscous. It has a degree of viscosity. It, it actually tends to grab onto the glass, even though there's no, nothing in, in the glass to, to make it stick. Um, it it uh, it moves away from magnets, so it is diamagnetic. Uh, whenever, which means that every time you expose it to a magnetic field, a field of the same polarity, it, it behaves like a mirror to magnets. A field of the same polarity. That means that if you if it's facing a north magnetic pole, a north magnetic pole will form in the body of that water, and if it's South, the same thing will happen. So the end result is that it moves away from the magnet. So it has this very interesting physical uh, attributes. Uh, I, When I used to have the water trap, I loved the water because you can drink a whole gallon in a single sitting and you, your stomach is empty. It's, it's like your body immediately uses that water. You don't have to wait for the body to absorb it. It's like it behaves as sugar. It behaves like living water. And here, Klautzvela uh, Klaus, is, is saying that uh, that's one of the elements in, uh, in, in the galactic black goo. The other is uh, C60. What is C60? Well, that's at the heart of Shungite. Carbon sixty, and I thought, oh, no wonder it's 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 intelligent, it's conscious, it's alive. Hello. <laughs> so, do you suspect that they might have M water M water in Shungite? They've just never looked at it. Uh, well, I think so. the The thing is that for water to be in M state, it, it has to be harvested from regular water. Regular water and M-state water, they coexist. It, it is just water, but it, not all of it. It's, it's the smaller percentage of water in any given uh, uh, geographic locale is going to be M-state. As I said, you when you when you too bad I don't have I don't have it anymore the water trap that I made, but you end up wasting a lot of water just to get a little dribble from the top of the this thing so it takes about a half hour or maybe an hour to be able to gather a whole gallon of it but it's 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 unlike any water you've ever tried i wonder Besides what being, <clears throat> i'm sorry i wonder what the um m state water percentage would be in the lakes around it i bet you that in 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 uh, russia where they have the Shungite stones and everything, I bet you it's, it's incredibly high, because okay. here you have water, natural water, in contact with a Shungite. So, and we know how conscious Shungite is, right? Yeah. We know how aware it is. We know how it reacts to thoughts and intentions. And look at that. It has C60, and it has. He he says there are other components that are like. It has like microfibers in it. He says that it's heavier than water. That's why it always sits at the bottom of wherever this is, this black goo. It's not like petroleum where split petroleum will float on the surface of water. The black goo actually goes to the 
to the bottom. So it's heavier than water. But he, he, I, I'm sure he, he must be aware of other ingredients in it, but he didn't say. But that's, but uh, he was speaking kind of fast. But I was able to capture that. Oh, it's oh, C60. Oh, M state water. That's interesting. Yeah, he I heard. I heard the three six. I didn't know, have any. I've never heard of M state water before. If I have, I haven't remembered it. That's fascinating. Wow. So that, that was, I thought, well, that makes perfect sense. So, so, so that's those are the elements in in uh, galactic and well, no, in planetary black goo. See, I kind of think I mean, that, that Shungite is cosmic black goo. Oh, definitely. Yeah. First of all, the, the simple from from the very simple fact that it's born in interstellar space, it's not born on a planetary surface. Correct. The planetary first surface has the wrong environment for it. Yep. So. Okay, Mark. Anything else that you'd like to ask either all all of us, either of three of us? No, this is great. Just to keep going, what you guys are talking about with the black goo, Shanghai, and um, the Harold Krauts guy was his name from from Germany. Harold Krauts. Yes, you'll see yeah. him as Harold Krauts Villa Dash Villa, but now he says he says what did, what did he say? He said he got divorced. He didn't want to get people. Confused, so he just kept the name, but no, he wanted now to drop the married name. So, Krauts, Harold Krauts. 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 I'm sorry. There is no, there's no there's R. Krauts. Krauts. Krauts is the slang that other people use to designate a German people. Right. Oh, right. he's a Kraut. <laughs> right. Well, there's sauerkraut. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. But it's a, uh, it, it's Kraut without the R. <laughs> <laughs> Dolly, you want to say goodnight? No, but I will. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Mark, even though he didn't say very much. <laughs> but what he we says is less. important. Yes. He's a special agent. He keeps notes. He does. <laughs> I'm terrible. I don't keep notes. <laughs> and um, thanks, uh, Walt and Mark and Nancy and, and y'all who are listening and especially those in the chat room who contribute and and they be with us and okay I'm from Dolly World bye bye and Walt would you like to say good night good night everybody um, have a, a, a good time take care everybody have a good time yes have a good time yes have a good time. <laughs> Mark, you did I ask you? Do you want to say good night? Oh you uh, no, yeah. Um yeah, thanks everybody. I had so much fun. Um I just love nerding out on this kind of thing. And um everybody check out last week's Shungite show on what to do against vaccines using Shungite. Thanks, Nancy. Thanks everybody. And I will say that I asked Annie about the vaccinations and she said that we shouldn't really worry about them because the ETs are are, are gonna take whatever bad is in them out for those that you know might and, and there are some that have gotten it and they're getting sick and dying doing all the terrible things but also that the president has um ordered like i don't know how many thousands or millions of uh, of the vaccine from pfizer but he didn't make a second order and it's all going to the um to the, tr the military is going to be the ones that are going to look at it for the last time to make sure it's okay and of course it's probably not okay and at that point they'll be able to have the evidence of the bioengineering to genocide us all so 
Who knows? Who knows what's happening? But good things are happening, even if it's really... Remember, this is reality sci-fi here. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But just look at it and think in terms of abundance. we got abundance. Everything... And, and nobody has a need to get things fixed easily. It's all there. Go back and listen to the president's inaugural speech, and you'll hear him tell you. Everything is going to be okay. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Be safe. Teaching, preaching, the unknown, unknown, unknown. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart, I suppose.